1: welcome
2: to ben and
1: woods
3: try to say this nicely when you look at ben paul and me it doesn't scream athlete i know you fat bastards want to eat some of this
2: with ben higgins go to
4: hell pro sports stephen woods <laughs> that was incredible and paul rindell
2: all right Get ready, tier ones. Oh it's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 973 the fan.
5: Do the show, bitch! Yeah, you got it. Halfway home
3: on a Monday, February twenty-seventh. Uh, ben and Woods, live back here in San Diego where where really we belong. It was it would have been nice to stay out and watch those games this weekend, but it looked a little looked a little chilly. It was a little chilly when we were out there. Uh, It's good to be back, even though, you know, you landed and it was cold, poured rain all yesterday and the day before. It was kind of nasty, but even here at 50% is better than anywhere
4: else. Would have been fun to see uh, yesterday's second inning in person. Yes. Nine runs (laughs) in the second inning, and it wasn't like nobody's, too. It was Manny and Soto, Grisham, three-run homer. Boy, Grish... Does Grish look like a different player than anybody he else does. out there in the, just a couple of days of spring training? I know it's like not he's in the best shape of his life. Yeah. Not uh, best shape of his life is, is not something you can draw general and vast conclusions from. But, but boy, he looks a lot more comfortable than I remember him looking at all last year, outside a couple of playoff at bats. That could be an exciting development for the Padres. Yeah, I mean that was that was great. That was great to see. Uh, lost
3: the first game, came back and won the second game, won the third game. Not that we keep uh, very, you know, many, you know, you don't really keep track of wins and losses. Um, it's a fun bit that, that some buddies of ours do on Twitter, and they uh, they, they get people. They think that they, that people are really upset uh, about the lack of, of win, you know, didn't play well in Game One, and this team really needs to buckle down. Really
6: magnifying yeah, the importance take, of the spring training game. We take away the game? good things yeah. and the bad things. Oh, it's just spring training.
3: It's just spring training. It's funny as hell, though, and it gets people. And I, it still blows my mind that that bit gets people after all these years. But uh, it still does. People can be. There's not a lot of room for nuance on Twitter, uh, so you you tend to read things as as you see them. Um, but yeah, man, what a uh, what a fun trip for us. I mean, just one of the one of the best times we've had as a show got to sit down with, you know, most of the stars of this team. Um, and that was pretty special, uh, something I'll remember forever.
4: Now, we could have been there a few more days or they could have, you know, worked on this Manny extension just a little bit earlier and had some big news while we were actually in Peoria last week, but didn't we all say nothing's going to happen until we leave? That's Correct. That seems to be the modus around there that something'll be in the works, then we'll leave and go back to San Diego. And then we'll hear the big news. We said it like as we were wrapping up on Friday. Well, we're out of here. I guess that means some new big Padres news should break here in the next day or so. We
3: but wanted some breaking news on our show. Yeah, this we week, got
1: it. And we just
5: got it. Yeah. So uh, best friends for you life. You got it. <laughs> Maybe some more to come. You know, yeah,
3: they, I
1: like
6: that. I like that. How'd you miss that? That mf knew.
3: He
4: knew
6: right, right then, then and
3: there. He knew it was
4: done. It was already. We done. We talked about it though. Then that you know the poker face with Manny. That he, <laughs> Tends to let a little bit slip there, and you were absolutely right.
3: That he had, was a he, telling comment. He, <laughs> Maybe some more to come. He had the grin when he announced his opt out last week. The and we said it when he announced his opt out. Played the video, played the audio. He had the grin on his face. You read well. the
6: tweets, and you are thinking, "Oh my god,
3: oh my, god. yeah, oh this isn't
6: look good. This isn't good." And yeah. then we saw the video, and you are like, got "I feel better." Like, come on, I feel better.
3: So again, top priority Manny Machado is going to be in Padres brown and gold. Hopefully for the rest of his career. Uh, he's got the years there to do that. Things certainly could change down the road, but I don't see them changing anytime soon. And that makes me very, very happy.
6: Uh, a couple things. We do have a lineup, if you guys are interested in that. Oh, very as the much. the Padres get ready to take on the Doyers today. Oh. But uh, Bob Melvin is meeting with the media right now, about 10 feet from where we were broadcasting last week. And Jesse Aguilar says that uh, Tatis will make his spring debut tomorrow as the DH in Scottsdale versus the Giants. Was Bob Melvin?
4: That was the plan as of last week. Tuesday was always the day they were kind of circling for his first. Now, Fernando Tatis would have played on Friday if they had left him. (laughs) Correct. He wanted to get in there right away, and they were just waiting and being patient. A couple more boxes to check, and uh, apparently those boxes have been checked, and we will uh, we'll see Fernando tomorrow against the Giants.
3: And and please remember, because I did see a lot of this going around too. Is why? Why isn't he playing? If he's fully healthy, why isn't he playing? There is no rush with Fernando at all. Uh, that's a guy that cannot play. He's not allowed to play the first three weeks of the season. So there is no rush to get him out there, Ben, on a cold day, on a windy day, on a wet, soppy field. There is no reason whatsoever to rush him back. Uh, he's not leaving for the WBC. He's going to get plenty of reps uh, when the guys that do leave for the WBC. Not that he wouldn't be in the lineup any day, every day anyway. Uh, he's not battling for a position or a, a roster spot. They're just being
4: cautious and careful with him, which I think is the absolute right thing to do. I mean, the Padres are playing how many spring games from you know Friday until Opening Day? I Am mean, around thirty? Yeah, you don't need anybody to play no anywhere close to thirty <laughs> spring games. So, well, I'm, as you said, the WBC guys who are leaving, yeah, you want to get them in early and then late after they come back, just so they have a chance to work together, but. Yeah, no need to rush Fernando Tatis Jr into it. He'll get He'll get his 15 games or so yeah. over the next 3 weeks.
3: And then whatever he does in extended spring training, you know, for 3 weeks, if he takes minor league ABs, I'm still not clear on so exactly I, what so he So I, I did
4: do a little more research. Um he will be he has in 2 weeks before the suspension ends. He's eligible to go on a minor league rehab stint. So I believe like April 5th. He can then go on a minor league rehab and start playing in the minors. Okay. So extended spring training. I think he just has to stay away for like five or six days, and then he can come back and they can put him at AAA or Single A or wherever you know they want to monitor his progress for those last two weeks before he's eligible to return on April twentieth. So you've got a lineup today against the Dodgers
3: that looks a little bit more like the one that Bob Melvin was telling us about. You got Xander leading off, playing short. Juan Soto, batting second, playing left field. Made a nice catch yesterday after booting one uh, the first game. Manny Machado at third, batting third. Nelson Cruz is your DH. Matt Carpenter is your first baseman. Hassan Kim is your second baseman. David Dahl, center field. Uh, Camposano behind the dish, Brandon Dixon in right again, and Nabil Krismat's going to get the start uh, against the Dodgers today. So looking forward to
4: that. I think um, David Dahl is an interesting guy from the weekend. Had a triple, uh, you know, legged it out, looked like he still had some good speed. Uh, the outfield competition... Uh, wide open. Jose Azucar, uh had a good weekend. He as did, well. man.
3: Sugar looks really, really good. Yeah, he's flying around the base path. They've
4: got so they've got some. Uh, they got some competition there to try to get those last one or two roster spots. Certainly will be someone who can play that corner outfield position uh, for the first three weeks while Fernando's still on suspension.
3: Yeah, and I I said it last week, and I mean it. I mean after getting to see these guys and meet some of these guys and knowing what they bring to the table. It's tough. It's going to be tough for Bob Melvin and AJ Preller as they make their final decisions. Now, uh it's weeks away. Um a lot can happen, a lot can change. You already heard Adam Engel's got a, a tight calf, so he's not I mean he, the prospects for Adam Engel don't really look great right now when you can't be out there to show what you've got when you're trying to make a team, but maybe he recovers and has a monster, you know, 15 games or something for the Padres, but right now, man, it looks like that that last outfield spot, you know, is between Dixon, who's getting a lot of looks, david Dahl, who's getting some looks and azokar who's getting some looks and a guy that they're really familiar with as well um so i i don't know who i'd give it to at this point not that it matters but man it's hard like you like all those guys you'd love all those guys to stay a part of the organization if
4: possible seeing campy i get a lot of work yep. behind the plate uh early here they're going to be relying on him pretty pretty heavily as their their backup guy behind the plate if there is you know, just one of those small question marks that the Padres have. It, well, it will be behind the plate and what they can get uh, both offensively and defensively from that position. And again, Sammy did
3: his homework on Campy, and we did our homework on Campy out there as well. One of the most fascinating, interesting players. And the, the comment that I got from a, a higher-up is, he's done a complete 180. Um, Campisano, has, it's an interesting story. He's got some social anxiety uh, issues. And those are real. Like there if you suffer from anything like that, you certainly understand uh, what he's going through or what he was going through. And the word that I got was he's done a complete 180, meaning he's got the help that he needed. And potentially, I don't I don't know, but I mean you could be you get some medication going and he's feeling right again in his head. And that is, I mean, to play that game, not of sound mind and body is probably not great. If you're feeling good and you feel like you belong and you feel like you're not anxious and nervous and, um, you know, don't really know where you are, it's a, it's social anxiety is a real bitch, man. So if he gets that figured out, Ben, everything I heard from everybody out there is, oh, yeah, he's doing great. We're going to continue to monitor him and he's going to get every chance to make this team and, and
4: contribute. I love those uh, stories uh, of athletes who, you know, for whatever reason, you know, something kind of clicks and it, it takes a little bit. I was watching... Uh, the PGA Tour yesterday. Bro, and they talked about great Chris, story. Chris, Kirk, Chris Kirk, who won the uh, Honda Classic in a playoff on the last hole, and he hadn't won since 2015. And you know, I, as a, a golf fan, i have certainly seen his name, but I didn't know his story. It so was he, something else. He has battled depression, and anxiety, and alcoholism, and you know, has gone in recent years through like intense therapy, uh, sobriety. You know, come back on the PGA Tour. And is playing some of the best golf of his life now. It had, had some top finishes, top three finishes recently, yep. and capped it with a win yesterday. Very dramatic. He bogeyed the last hole, uh, hit it into the water, going for the green and two on the par five, hit the rocks and nearly bounced into the courtesy car that's floating out in the lake. I mean, almost went into the car. Yeah, made the bogey, fell into the playoff, but then knocked his third shot like two inches tap from in. the cup, tap in for, uh, the for the birdie that ended up winning. But it's a, it's a great story when you just hear. I had no. I had no idea about some of those things about Chris Kirk, and you know, it just reminds you whether it's social anxiety, uh, Luis Camposano, that these are all human beings yep. who go through the same human struggles that the rest of us go through. There's not, there's nothing magical about being a professional athlete. Yeah, that, that wipes insula- it away. That insulates you from just the the same kind of crap that the rest of us have to deal with.
3: Yeah, potentially it makes it dif- more difficult. I mean, potentially it does. Uh, An organization is counting on you. You know, in Chris Kirk's situation, a family is counting on him to to compete and make money, but he can't do it without 17 beers the night before. You know, and and to hear him credit his sobriety uh, and all that and to hear the work that Luis has put in, how do you not root for a guy like that, man? How do you not? That's 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 what it's all about. I mean, sure, there are guys that roll out of bed and can go hit 300 and just like they belong since day one, but that's not the case for everyone.
4: Not to hijack with golf talk, but I love I thought the stories on the PGA Tour, you know, they were going up against LIV this weekend. Yeah. And I thought the stories were so compelling. They had a Monday qualifier, Ryan Gerard who finished 3rd. Those are some of the stories that we're watching on The Grind. Uh, from the fire pit collective it not his particular but they're all guys who you know are, are going week to week paying these entry fees and hoping that they qualify for the tournament well he did last monday qualified for the honda classic played golf of his life finished third won over four hundred thousand dollars gets to gets to play this week in the pga tour is this close to now getting his card uh to keep it i mean life-changing kind of stories meanwhile on the live tour i didn't watch a second of it apparently it was on the cw i don't I don't do we have the CW anymore we in San do. Diego? I think I couldn't even find it I wasn't really They uh for you it. see their ratings they pulled a .2 .2 so that's good. and then you know oh well what about those big names Charles Howell the third beat Peter Uline by four shots it's yeah. not not exactly the who's who of golf I like Chucky Three Sticks as much as anyone but it's I mean that's not compelling to me that's not compelling golf It's
3: compelling for him cuz he won 4 million dollars oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah good for him. compelling for him
4: good for him and probably justifies by far, his decision to go over there to the live tour, money the, wise. That's but the
3: funny thing about that. Doesn't do anything for me as a that's fan. That's the funny thing about that tour. They do have massive names over there. Why aren't they winning? I think. Why isn't it DJ Cam and Phil? And, I
4: think it's because it's not the same level of, competitive of competition intensity anymore. They go over there. It's a bunch of yucks. They already it's, got paid. It's a bunch of music. They're in it's, shorts. It's uh, shorts. It's a shotgun. You're telling me that those guys just in their bones don't feel like this is a joke. When they're playing. I guarantee you that at some level, they love the money, but at some level they feel like, am I playing for anything really? Legacy? Am I playing for anything important? Does anyone care if I win this tournament? And the answer in their hearts is no. No. No one really cares that I'm making tens of millions of dollars doing this because it doesn't add anything to my legacy. So why, why try that hard? Why grind over every shot? To beat these guys when honestly I'm already could, getting paid. i to be the fourth guy on my team and make I'm gonna make two million this week and I don't even have to break seventy five. It's just not it's not the same kind of golf that we see on the PGA tour. A point two. Yeah. Wow. Sorry to hijack with a little golf talk, but uh, that was that happened it, it, this weekend. It wraps in. Yeah. Fun. All right, we need to continue our tier one tour. Uh, The last stop was, I believe, the Milwaukee Brewers. I think it was the only one we did last week while we were on the road, so we need to get back going. Next opponent for the San Diego Padres in order, the Cubs of Chicago. Uh, So the Windy City will be our next stop on our Tier 1 tour. We'll get to that coming up, and then we'll check in with Sammy Spring Training from Peoria, Arizona, all in the next 20 minutes or so, so don't go away. It's Ben and Woods. We'll be back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fam. Uh
0: I was out of reach
4: Nothing like the sound of Ben firing up the engine for our Tier 1 tour of spring training. And uh, today, we're going to keep it in Arizona in the Cactus League, going uh, opponent by opponent for the San Diego Padres this season. We're somewhere near, what, late April now, early May on the Padres opponents, and we go to the Chicago Cubs, Woodsy, who made some actually under-the-radar moves in the offseason. He had a sneaky decent offseason but i'm not sure that they did enough to really make themselves into playoff contenders in the national league central
3: yeah i'm with you i mean you you added a couple of guys um like cody bellinger which again if cody bellinger can return to form there's been nothing over the last couple of years that says that he can but who knows man fresh start different eyes uh, different organization, maybe the way they do things. I mean, from what we hear about the Dodgers, I mean, they get a guy off the scrap heap and they turn him into an all-star. I have not heard the same about the Chicago Cubs. I, I Typically, you would think you leave the Dodgers organization, you're going to get wor- worse, but I don't know how much worse it could have been for Cody Bellinger. So gets an opportunity there to play. Maybe not as much pressure on him uh, there as there was in L.A., but the kid is a former MVP. I mean, he's a good baseball player. Um, so we'll see. He, but he remains a guy that, yes, if he figures it out, he could be just a deadly addition for very little money in Chicago.
4: Obviously the big pickup was Dansby Swanson, yep. the last kind of big free agent to sign in the offseason, and uh, he'll probably bat right there, maybe in the two-hole for the Cubs this season. They also added Trey Mancini and uh, and Eric Hosmer uh, in the middle of their lineup. I don't know if, if Hosmer will stick at first base or if Mancini will end up getting a lot of the reps there but right now kind of projected both of those guys in the middle of their order now they are already battling some injury concerns say Suzuki uh, who was the uh, big signing from the Japanese leagues before last season yeah. is he hurt is out with an oblique Ooh. that they're concerned about and apparently I, I saw a tweet this morning um, from uh, that he apparently added like 20 pounds of muscle in the season, but I don't know sometimes your body isn't Necessarily equipped to add that kind of uh, muscle that quickly in spring training. So, you know, ESPN has their lineup ranked 20th in Major League Baseball. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, it's an upgrade probably from last year, but still uh, a bottom half overall offensive team uh, in the big leagues. Pitching wise, uh, their starting rotation uh, likely led by Marcus Stroman and Jamison Tyone, who was another one of their pickups uh, from the offseason as well. Uh, Justin Steele, who's a, a promising pitcher for them, is also battling some injuries here in spring training. Projected in the middle of the rotation this year, uh, other pitchers they've got in their rotation: Drew Smiley, Kyle Hendricks. I mean, Adrian Sampson. were are really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here for guys. So the pitching rotation seems both both deep and without any of those guys that you'd really consider a a top flight, top end guy at the you know in the one or two spots. Yeah, I mean. I like David Ross. I think
3: he's done a pretty good job with the Cubs, you know, in their, in their, essentially their fire sale days. I mean, he lost Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals. Uh, He had some pretty pointed comments over the weekend. You hear what he said? He said, This is a better organization than I was in in Chicago. I mean, that's like, that stings, stings. especially in Chicago. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the Cubs and Cardinals, there's no love lost there, uh, certainly. So, yeah, Cub fans reading that, or Cardinal fans reading that. are are excited and Cub fans are not. Um, But, yeah, you go around the infield, Ben. Solid, solid infield. Probably some questions at third base. Uh, Patrick Wisdom seems to be a guy they like, but um, they got a kid named Matt Mervis who is one of the best prospects in baseball. He can rake. Now, he plays first base, Uh, so it's basically Mancini and Hosmer in a platoon, until Mervis is ready. What a great name, Matt Mervis. Nervous Mervis. <laughs> Never Nervous Never Nervous Mervis.
4: Mervis. That was uh, Purvis, Ellison's Purvis Ellison.
3: Name. Yeah. Uh So, yeah, I mean, do, I don't think they're going to do a hell of a lot. I don't. I think they can be a solid 82-win team. I don't see them winning. I don't see them better than 500, though.
4: No, and, uh, you know, in Chicago, you know, considering the big market, the Cubs obviously have a national fan base uh, they tend to, you know, sell Wrigley Field out a lot just yeah. because it's Wrigley Field, and people make the, the pilgrimage to the shrine of baseball. It's kind of embarrassing that uh, you know they build up a World Series team finally after almost a century waiting for it to happen. It happens, and now you know in the last few years they haven't been able to figure out a way to even. Get back to contention again.
3: Yep, lost some good players, man. Lost uh, you know bit of the heart and soul of their team, and and really the last man standing was uh, was Wilson Contreras. Did
4: they, I mean, were any other
3: huge mistakes though? I mean, I think you you want to keep a Rizzo, maybe not a
4: Bias. He's been terrible. That's the thing. I mean, you know, In some Detroit, of the, those a, key guys who helped them to the World Series. But a Rizzo and a Bryant exactly. Been, I mean, Bryant has he was been, hurt. I know he's been hurt, and Rizzo has been he had a good season last year, but. You know, for a while, it looked like a pretty smart move that the Cubs got rid of all those guys. When they did, they just haven't they just haven't found a good way to replace yeah, all those the, guys. I
3: think the Dansby move's huge. I mean, that's you know, it's a guy that's done it. It's won, won a ring. Uh, can bring that to the I, table. I wonder.
4: I I like Dansby, but I, I just his
3: numbers
2: are. You know, I just the,
4: think his numbers are going to really suffer.
3: There.
2: The
4: Braves are another organization where players tend like the Cardinals. Players tend to thrive when they go to Atlanta. You take him out of that, you put him in Chicago, you put a lot more of an onus on him. Dansby Swanson could do what he did, knowing there's a, number, a lot of good hitters around him in the Braves lineup. A lot more focus now on Dansby Swanson. Opposing pitchers will look at that Cubs lineup and go, all right, well, you know, I can work around Dansby Swanson, pitch yep. him very carefully, not give him anything to hit. Then players, you know, they, they sign those big contracts and they're not seeing pitches to hit. You know what they start doing? Start pressing, yeah, pressing, you know, chasing trying to do too much, chasing. I mean, we've seen it a million times.
3: I mean, that happens when you're on a new team, anyway. I yeah. would imagine you're trying to, you know, ingratiate yourself to the fan base. If if he can just be him and play good defense, and and again, they they have one of the better uh, middle ends in baseball with him and Horner. I think they're going to be okay uh defensively. But yeah, man, you just wonder what you're going to get from the rotation. The the bullpen is a bit suspect as well. They've traded some guys away uh from there, so. Uh, again, a very middle-of-the-road team,
4: uh, in my opinion, for the Chicago Cubs. That's our Tier 1 tour look at the Chicago Cubs. probably look behind you. Who will be uh, next after the Cubs on the Padres' schedule?
6: Uh, it's tough because sometimes you play the same That's team. That's a repeat, so you to already done, skip ahead. we haven't gotten to the Giants yet, right? No, we have not no, done, done the Giants. Francisco
4: next. Giants. All right, so we'll go back to the NL West uh, for our next stop on our Tier 1 tour tomorrow. But our next stop in the immediate future... Back to Peoria, Arizona, where we were just spent the entire last week. Sammy Spring Training will join us live. Uh, He's heard from Bob Melvin. He's been there for the entire weekend. He did an entire special show yesterday here on 97.3 The Fan, talking Manny Machado. So uh, we'll get some of Sammy's thoughts when we come back with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
2: played guitar jamming good with Web and ghillie. and the spiders from Mars they played it left hand but made it too far became the special man then we were Ziggers bad.
0: I love you see me I'm just like you.
4: I love to see me. Predict that uh, San Diego will be the home to a top twenty college basketball team in the next half an hour or so. When the new rankings come out, we'll oh, discuss uh, counting down the stay them down. State we'll it's Monday. Wait. We'll wait until it happens, and we can talk about the Aztecs. Do you have the tweet already written now on Saturday? I have not written the tweet out yet.
6: Just write it now. Save it to your drafts, then you can just change the number if you need saw to. saw
4: just a couple of minutes ago that there are number fifteen on Seth Davis's ballot, top twenty-five AP voter. So um, you know that's a good shot that they're going to move into the top twenty here. Shortly. We're still talking baseball, though. Sam Levitt standing by from Arizona. First, this hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, home of the world-famous Bob Opedic mattresses. With all the comfort and quality of a national mattress brand for half the price, no matter your budget, there is a Bob Opedic memory foam hybrid or hybrid plus mattress for you. Check them out at mybobs.com. And we're going to have Sammy Spring Training joining us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. All right, let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, and joining us from the Peoria Sports Complex, we just left him there like the an yeah. abandoned puppy. Sorry, Sammy. Last week, and he's uh, back with us now. Sam Levitt uh, joins us here on Ben and Woods on ninety-seven through The fan, Sammy. Good morning. Still, still kind of chilly out there.
5: Good morning, gentlemen. It is still sort of chilly. It is. Sunny, but uh, here in the morning, it it takes a while to warm up, and if you're not in the sun, it it can be pretty chilly. So, yes, I still have my uh, coat on and chilly morning, but hopefully it'll warm up by game time against the L.A. Dodgers. How about Uh, that?
3: I love that. Uh, I want to ask you a question off of baseball first because we were in here on a break, Sammy, doing uh, our expenses for our week in Peoria. Now, you're there... (laughs) you're there uh you've been there how long
5: i have been here two weeks tomorrow night i left on tuesday morning from san diego two weeks ago so it's almost two weeks
3: almost two full weeks do you do your expenses for adam and the company every week or do you wait and do them all at the
5: end that's a great question. I will tell you that I have not done any yet. Um I did think about it the other day, at least doing uh some of the mileage stuff uh from San Diego to here. But I, I think I'll I think I'll do it a few times. Like I think I'm gonna do it soon, like maybe tonight or tomorrow. For the first couple of weeks, I, I think I'm going to do it a few times. I'm I break it up into a couple of seconds.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's probably smart, so you don't have to spend a whole day doing it. The reason right. I ask is I, I did mine on Saturday for me and Paul's meals, and I uh, <clears throat> was wondering where you fell close to ours. It was a lot. Paul and I submitted a lot.
5: Uh, I don't, I mean, I got to be honest, I don't think I have a ton. I mean, I, I don't think it's a super high number. I've, I've done a good job managing my expenses, uh, you know, eating well, but eating on a budget. You know, I've got stuff in the fridge for breakfast uh, in the hotel. I, I think I'm okay. I'm going to be honest. I, I really, I have not splurged. Uh, much
3: what if our expenses for one week are more than sammy's for the whole time <laughs> he's out there that's when you get him making you look bad when but, you get a final tally would you let me know because i'm interested in that sammy i do <laughs> I, I, I don't i, I don't adam is rolling S- his eyes uh, right now
4: sammy good good job will, uh, yesterday sure. on the uh on the special show impromptu breaking news with uh the manny coverage kind of give us uh, your rundown of of how that day unfolded yesterday obviously it's not a <laughs> It's not official yet from the Padres, but what are you hearing over there?
5: Well, in my one year of covering the Padres, I have learned a very important lesson, and that lesson is when you see the beat writers all of a sudden, in unison, walk out of the clubhouse during the allotted time that they can be in the clubhouse, that typically means that something has just broken. A big piece of news has just broken, and that's what happened at. Oh, around 8.05, whenever the tweet came out, 8.07 uh, a.m. mountain time. And I then looked at my phone, and there was the news. And I said, that made sense. Um, you know, and then, you know, quite honestly, I coordinated with Adam, and we got Frank in the studio, and I was on the air, you know, an hour and a half later from Peoria. We did a great job, and Woodsy joined me for a little bit. Um, but, look, I I, I I haven't heard a ton Uh, beyond what we already know, what's already been reported. Um, I have not heard, you know, when there will be any official announcement. Um, You know, admittedly, I was not there when Manny apparently said that quote to some of the beat writers that was tweeted out about, you know, going into the Hall of Fame with a a Padres cap. He said something along those lines. I was already on the radio by then. Um, But I'll, I'll just, you know, my two cents on it, and I said it a lot yesterday, was, you know, what this showed me about this process is, is A, you know, when Manny came out and said, I've expressed that I'm going to opt out, that did not mean they were still not talking. And, B, Manny Machado made it very clear by all of this that he wants to be here. And all the Padres had to do and ownership and A.J. Preller had to do was get the number to that right spot, to a fair spot based on what his value is and, what he would command at the open market, certainly the deal, the money number, the years, it seems right. It feels right. And credit to Manny Machado because he wants to be here. And if he keeps on doing what he's doing, he will go to Cooperstown with a Padres logo on his cap, which is so incredibly significant for so many reasons that, you know, I talked about yesterday and I'm sure you guys have touched on today.
3: Yeah, and I saw an interesting tweet. We're talking to Sammy Spring Training here on Benton Woods this morning. Saw an interesting tweet over the weekend talking about some potential milestones that Manny Machado will be able to reach here as a San Diego Padre. And it says, assuming this is the last contract Manny ever signs, I think that's you know safe assumption, but I've been wrong before. He'll have to average 128 hits per year. To reach 3,000, he's averaged 179 so far. And to reach 500 home runs, he'll have to average 20 per year. He's averaging 32 so far. So both seem to be in the grasp. Now, you can... You can have more than 128 hits, and we all expect him to, certainly the next few years, and we certainly expect him to have more than 20 home runs uh, the next few years. So I do feel like both of those milestones are, are well within reach, and uh, the cool thing is we'll get to see him do it in a Padres uniform more than likely.
5: Yeah, and and uh, it's going to be very special. The, the, the other part of this that I really love, well, there's a there's a bunch of parts of it that I really love. I mean, the, the idea that you have to tease Bogarts and Machado and, you know, along with Musgrove and Darvish and Suarez. I mean, what a terrific core to build around just for the next five to six years. But what I also love about this and, and Woodsy and, and Ben and, and all of you, I, I think, can relate to this. You know, we're in an era of professional sports that are that's so dominated by free agency, by guys switching teams. And baseball isn't as as bad in this as the other sports where in the NBA we see these superstars Constantly switching teams despite whatever contract they sign, asking out. I think it's really, really special when you have a player like Manny Machado who now goes from, it was plausible a week ago that Manny would have spent five seasons here and they would have been great and maybe he wins a title this year and then he moves on to another organization and it's a great player for a handful of years in San Diego, but he's not that, you know that guy going into Cooperstown with a Padre logo on his cap. He's not that um, legacy Padre. You know, uh, uh, we we talked about it yesterday on the air, you know, not having a statue one day outside Petco Park. But now all of that is on the table. And I think for the fans, for the young fans, you know, this stuff matters to have a guy that's going to be here for a decade plus, uh, you know, to have, uh, you know, somebody like like Bo Wood, be able to, you know, say Manny Machado's their guy, wear the jersey for the next decade. You know, one day uh, be able to tell, you know, their kids about Manny and and how long he was here and what he meant to this place. And um, you know, if he goes to Cooperstown to the Padres, local on that stuff matters. You know, that part of this I I really really love, and I I just think it, it changes. Um, you know, not that he didn't already mean a lot, but what he could potentially mean to this franchise and its fan base over the course of time based on uh, staying here presumably for the rest of his career. I, I think in that sense this is an enormous deal and um, I think just really special for a lot of fans. I, I think it just changes a lot of things.
3: Think about this for a sec. Bo Woods could draw my son, who's five, can drive to petco park for manny's last game in uniform <laughs> as a san diego padre and that's pretty effing cool man i gotta say to, to say all right kid you got you're driving us down to petco today at 16 years old to go watch manny's final game in a padre's uniform because uh, your dad is sobbing where did uh, so the time go where did the time go man a lot to a lot can come in, a, in in the next 11 years uh but it's pretty special and you, you nailed it i mean that's exactly it and you hear so much about guys being selfish and this and that. Manny was Manny was due a raise, and Manny got that raise, and he got that security, and he's going to be here uh, with his wife, Yane, hopefully start a family here someday. I mean, it's just it's everything you could ask
4: for. Well, think about this. In 20 years, you're going to buy a ticket to Gallagher Square. They're all going to be obstructed view because of all the statues that are out there. You're not going to be able to see the game 100%. Like, oh, statue, There's statue, statue, statue here, statue there. Uh, before you go, Sammy... Um, yesterday, Bob Melvin kind of played dumb when it came to the Manny stuff, when he was asked about it, any, any change of tune today, anything else of note from the managerial scrum earlier this hour?
5: Yeah. I mean, th- there are some items of note on the Manny situation. There is not. And, and I don't think you're going to hear Bob Melvin say anything until the team officially announces it, which I totally understand. Um, so no- nothing really on the Manny front on the contract front. I'll quickly run down some of the interesting notes from Bob today. Uh, we found out that Fernando Tatis Jr. definitely going to play tomorrow against the Giants, which is very significant, obviously. He will be the designated hitter. Uh, Luis Garcia is pitching today, and, and you guys probably have noticed there have not been many of the the usual arms in the spring training game yet. There they really have not. I mean, the Bill Krismat starting today, Luis Garcia is going to get in there. So there are – a a couple of guys that are going to get in there today. And uh, Luis Garcia also is pitching for for the Dominican Republic and the world baseball classic. You'll see, you'll see him today. Um, Manny and Xander in the lineup again today. You know, we're we're seeing some things and Bob talked about this today. We're seeing some things as far as guys in back-to-back spring training games this early that typically doesn't happen, but there are really two reasons for that. Number one, these guys want to get at bats. And number two, they want to get comfortable with the rules before they go to the WBC where they don't have yeah. any of these new rules. So, Bob talked about that. Uh, we did get sort of the timeline on some of the guys going to the WBC. For example, Hassan Kim, this will be his final game for now of the Cactus League. He's heading out tonight uh, uh, for the World Baseball Classic. And uh, some good stuff, we'll put it on Twitter that Bob Melvin talks about as far as Hassan Kim tweaking his swing a little bit, some of the work he's done. Uh, We also found out uh, Xander Bogart, uh, Brett Sullivan, uh, they're departing on the first, and then it sounds like the rest of uh, the guys playing in the World Baseball Classic are departing um, on the sixth. It sounded like the final game they'll play would be the fifth. So um, we'll, we'll see what exactly pans out as far as when everybody leaves. But that was sort of the schedule we got. And, uh, look, it's getting closer. We're getting closer to that time where these guys are going to head out. But I did think it was interesting to hear Bob talk about, um, you know, why these guys are probably playing a little bit more this early in the spring than normal. It makes sense because they, they want the at-bats. And, and by the way, when when these guys are not playing in the Cactus League games, like the other day, Manny and Bogarts and uh, Soto – they were on the backfield taking live BP against Joe Musgrove and Adrian Hone. so they're getting you know some some and the, and you know the, the the live batting practice or i i I guess technically it's a simulated game um what i saw the other day i mean that's that's a real matchup you know i mean they're they're really you know full speed going at it you've got a team in the field making plays behind the pitcher um so really every day they're seeing you know real, live Major League pitching, high-caliber Major League pitching uh, at a game speed. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And um trying to think, is there anything else uh, Bob said today? Uh, I think that was uh, about it as far as the news and notes from Bob Melvin.
4: Right, well, Sammy, uh, before you go, obviously a homework assignment. And Sammy's yeah. the kind of guy who's done so much extra credit. I saw a good conversation with uh, Nabil Krizmat, who's pitching today. Phenomenal. You get all kinds of stuff. It's hard to even assign Sammy homework, because he's probably already completed that and turned it in before we even make the assignment. But, uh, Pauly, I think uh, you get to pick today.
6: All right. Uh, Sammy, I would like to learn a little bit more about today's center fielder, David Dahl.
3: Oh, yeah.
5: So let's see how
6: he does today, see if you can catch up with him. I don't know if if you're going to talk to anybody before the game today or after the game or even uh, before we talk to you tomorrow morning. But see, uh, see what you can dig up on David Dahl.
5: I, I will now. I will say I have already interviewed David Dahl. We had some stuff on on Twitter and Instagram about him, so if people want to go check that out. But I will uh, work on that today, um, David Dahl. And uh, I didn't see, I didn't see if he's in the lineup today or not. But he did have he a is. nice game. Uh, oh, he is. Okay, so that's good. So yeah, no, I will I will definitely work on that. Uh, hey, he's a he's a pretty interesting name when you want to talk about somebody that can make the roster on opening day and play a little bit at the start of the year and, and maybe beyond that. And, hey, has a track record with Colorado. So, and has hit some home runs. So, he's, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. He's healthy here at camp, and uh, he's uh, he's an interesting name to keep an eye on, especially once the World Baseball Classic guys leave, and I assume he continues to play here.
4: Sammy, thank you so much.
5: All right, guys. Thanks so much. Sam Take Levitt Sammy. on
4: our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today. In the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet Find New Roads, I had forgotten that David Dahl was an all-star in 2019. Not like a decade ago, like less than four years ago, he was playing in an actual all-star game. So, I mean, it's not out of the question that, you know, you get in the right situation, you feel healthy, you figure out your swing, that you can go back to being a pretty productive player. I'm not certainly not expecting an all-star season from David Dahl, but he makes the team... The guy's got some talent, to be sure. No doubt. No doubt about him. I
3: mean, he's got the work ethic, too. Um, really, really nice guy, as we mentioned. we He introduced himself to us, which was a, a
4: rarity in, in, for a baseball player. And uh, Just a guy you're pulling for. Seems like a really good dude. For more from Sammy, you can check out his all-new podcast called Inside San Diego Baseball. Sam discusses all things Padres and Major League Baseball with weekly episodes. You can find it at 973 thefanstcom the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, do you subscribe to the theory that when you are facing your division rival, especially the Dodgers, that in spring training you shouldn't be throwing a lot of the pitchers they'll be seeing during the regular season because I do. you don't want to give them an extra look? I do.
3: I do. I also don't want to deviate too much from my right. plan. Uh, and, and they have a plan. Hey, believe me. We 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 talked about the plan that Ryan Christensen has for these guys every day, and how he puts the schedule out and everything else. And Bob and AJ talk about the plan on how they want to go out and attack these games and what guys they want to see. But I I do subscribe to that a little bit, Ben. Um, you're not going to be playing the Dodgers 20 times like you you usually do. That being said, yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna let my hitters go up and hit. And uh, I'm going to get the guys work. I need to get work. But yeah, you're not going to see Joe Musgrove. You're not going to see Blake right. Snell today.
4: Yeah. Now Nabil throwing. Yeah, they've yeah. seen him. They're going to see him again, sure. but probably not in the most dire of, <laughs> of situations. <laughs> exactly. Critical yeah, situations. No, I, an extra look at. And Nabil Krizmat, which is probably one at bat, is I haven't not seen going to make the difference, a huge difference in the world of the 2023 season. I
3: haven't seen who the Dodgers are running out there either. It would surprise me if it was a Dustin May, but who knows? Who knows? They do things differently.
4: There. Uh, so we will come back. We've got a Rindle report. We're also going to give away some uh, tickets to KSON Country Fest, if you're interested in that, coming up at Gallagher Square next month. All next with ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fam.